TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! Ground ball to shortstop. The throw is to second. And again, the ball sails past LaGrange into right field. This is the hot corner. The runners will score, and a cascade of boos rain down from the stands as clearly the fans' sympathy for this scrappy little no-arm man has run out. With Harrison Lynch. Now, granted, the throw was a little wide, but you got to believe that a two-arm player would have made the catch. In fact, a one-arm player would have at least had a shot at it, which calls to mind the question, once again, why, with all the two-armed youngsters waiting in the minor leagues, does this team stick with an armless second baseman? On 1080. And he hasn't had a hit in ever. In ever, Jerry. In ever. The Fan. Welcome into the Hot Corner. Or it must be a Wednesday, baby. It's always a Wednesday. Woo! We are in full swing on After Dark right now, too. <laughs> we, we're going to have After Dark for another, like, 65 days. Yeah, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Well, it's not as terrible as this Blazer performance so far in the first half, but, you know. Yeah, hey. we were we were recording the podcast in the hour between primetime and this show. And I, I hadn't checked my phone. And I went, uh, before the show started, I went, okay. Check the score, and I said to myself, Blazers are going to be losing big. Blazers are going to be losing big. Blazers are going to be losing big. I checked the score. They were losing huge. I went, well, all right. And you're like, at least I wasn't disappointed. It's less than 20, so, hey, we're good. Well, the thing is, is they were literally down by nine just a few minutes ago, and then they're like, you know what? No, I don't like this. Let's go back down by 16. We're down by nine. Let's put in the reserves. They were down by 16, put Damon down nine, and immediately went back to 16, and now are down by 20. Patrick, you have to understand this year, now they're down by 20. Um you have to understand that this year, putting in the reserves is a better thing. <laughs> when they put in the backups, they play better than when they do with the starters. I've already given up. <clears throat> Seems a little early for that, but I understand. Man, I've, just back-to-back nights, just some top-notch basketball from the state of Oregon being played at the Moda Center. Oh, boy, I watched that <laughs> I, I watched that Ducks-BYU game last night. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I didn't follow it. I checked this morning. I saw they lost by 40 or 35 or whatever is, it was. Yeah, I think 32. And I went, there were no cars to sell on the floor, so Dana Altman wasn't in his zone. Well, it's also the early season for Dana Altman, which means he'll get it figured out in 
by like January. <laughs> yeah, expect 12 straight wins in the February, March time frame. And then make the tournament and then win a couple of games. Yeah, uh, I'm still sticking <clears throat> with my preseason pick. Uh, that was also my preseason pick last year that didn't work out so well. But my preseason pick this year is the same as last year. Give me the Warriors all the way, baby. <laughs> well, they look great so far. I'm telling you. They look I've been trying to singing this from the rooftops. I said this today to a coworker. I was like, watch Clay come back and they just can't figure it out. He just throws everything off. He all of a sudden can't play defense. (laughs) He's stealing the ball from staff. Absolutely bomb. (laughs) Well, he no longer can hit threes. Like he's he's lost his shot in two years of being hurt. Costs staff a third MVP. (laughs) And it's just over. They plummet from first in the West to 10th in the West. (laughs) Uh, speaking of Clay Thompson, uh, this is the first time I've been on the air and since uh, since Saturday, so I should probably use this. And it's very fortunate that it's eight oh five, almost eight oh six right now, so nobody's really listening. And anybody who wants to hear your crow eating will not actually hear it. Exactly. So this is totally a bail in the best way possible. Uh, I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong. I really liked my Cougs going into that Oregon Duck football game, and uh, you know, at halftime. I watched the first half at a bar, and then I went home and watched the second half at home with my lady. And uh, the first half, uh, when it was fourteen seven Oregon, this woman at the bar looked at the looked at me and said, "Hey, I know you guys aren't very good at math at Wazoo, but what's the score?" And it was fourteen seven, and I was like, "Actually, we have like a really great chemistry program and a veterinarian school and a broadcast journalism school. Like, we're a legit university." But the score is 14-7. And then we scored right before half to make it 14-14. I went, um, excuse me, do you know? I know you don't do a ton of math at Oregon, but can you tell me what the score is? And I was feeling it that night. I text Andy Dirt Johnson this. Hello. That's all I did. Mm. I just text him, hello. The halftime feeling good about your team tweet mm-hmm. slash text message. And then, yep. well... And then, and then defense optional for Wazoo in the second half. And then halfway through the fourth quarter, Andy Dirt Johnson, my good friend Andy, texted you, texted me Hello. Uh, the <laughs> gif of Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello. And I was like, <laughs> ah, crap. <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> I was hoping because you hadn't responded earlier that you would forget to talk to me. Uh, Cougs lose. Well, now it's going to be easier for you to root for the good of the conference and for the Ducks to win out and, you know. Joe. Give the why pass. Does he know <laughs> this? Joe. Why does he know this? Stop. Who's been talking trash about this? Nobody's been talking trash about this. Does he not know the conversation you, me, and Nemec had the other day? Well, I know the one that you had with Dirt and Sprague. You did it on the air. Uh, well, me and Sprague, we're on the same team here. Yeah, root for the Ducks because it's good for the conference. No, we're not doing that. Don't you like money? You no. mean the conversation that you dug three holes for yourself with me and Nemec last Thursday? Nah, I don't want to talk about that. But the one with me and Brandon, <laughs> me and Brandon against Andy, like he's so out of line. He would never root for the Huskies in a college football playoff. You he's know what's so weird wrong. is I think they did a poll question the next day on their Twitter. Most people said they root for the conference. And I went, who are you people? Nobody cares. They're not real fans. Who? I think there's Look, a difference between – he probably worded it in a way that, oh, yeah, they'd root for the conference. But if he put, like, root for the Ducks to go and win as many games and go on a national championship run, that would not have as many votes at all. Look, at Washington State, <clears throat> if there's a team from the Pac-12 
that wins a national championship, two things. One, it's not my team. And two, the only reason Duck fan, Husky fan, and Trojan fan wants to root for the conference is because it benefits them. It doesn't matter if the Pac-12 is the SEC or the ACC. Wazoo is wazoo. You don't have to go down this road again. Here here it is. I found it. November 10th. The poll question? Yes. As a Pac-12 fan. I like working with those guys. As a Pac-12 fan, when they're not playing your team, are you rooting for Oregon to make the college football playoff? That is how they ask the question. The answer is no. 54% said yes. So it wound up being closer. Um, Big-ass Oregon fans. when When I saw it. It was like 70-30 yes, and I was like, I'm sorry, what? Yep. So it wound up being closer to 50-50, and I mean, I imagine Oregon fans aren't voting on that because they're not the <laughs> they're, they're not the target well, audience. That's what I was saying. If there was a way that you could find out how many of those votes were from Oregon fans. Yeah. Who but, said yes? Yeah, of yeah, course. That's sure. what it is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Root when for Oregon's them. not playing Oregon, I root for Oregon. Ooh, Go Ducks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that, and that's what I mean. It's like you want this because it benefits you. If Oregon wins a natty, Wazoo doesn't gain anything from it. We're not like boosting recruiting from it. We have a coach who I can't remember if his name is Deckard or Dickard. You know, like we don't care. Nobody cares. It's like what Joe Fish tweeted out. It's the greatest tweet in the history of Patrick Harris. And I didn't even tweet it when I said when Joe said. Wazoo wins. Patrick Harris. Yeah, I told you so. Knew that was going to happen. Oregon sucks. Wazoo loses. Ah, well, you know, we're not really a football school. We're not really at it. It's the most me thing ever. It is very Because that's how we are when you're down the line. When you're down the line. When you're down the line. That's just how you live life. (laughs) And I'm okay with that. I'm very happy with it. I know you're okay with it because you don't learn and you continue to do it. Because I'll tell you what. If Oregon's in a college football playoff, I'm rooting against them. UW's in a college football playoff. Rooting against them. Okay. Already done it. I've done it multiple times. Although the Jameis Winston fumble against Oregon was was pretty great. That was great. Well, that, that was, was e- more it me. Was easy to root against. That Jameis. was more me laughing at Jameis Winston than rooting for the Ducks. Right. Although Mariota was an easy guy to root for. Yeah, Herbert was as well. But it's that that you know that bragging about how many national championships they love to throw up at any second. So are you saying that? you would selectively not root for, but kind of like some of the Oregon players and maybe pull for them against other teams you dislike? Nope. Nope. I hate them all. Okay. I can't wait for Micah Pittman to go to, like, Michigan State, and I'll root for him. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. USC's in the natty? Yeah, pull him for SC. Pac-12 championship, Utah? Pull him for Utah. Wait. You're pulling for USC in the national championship? If USC were in the national championship, yeah, I'm pulling for USC. Why? Conference. Conference. What? Yeah, I'm just not rooting for my rivals. Dude, you are spinning in so many circles on this point. <laughs> I'm not. I don't you understand. don't understand. I'm never <laughs> going to root for my rival in any way, shape, or form. But the original point was you don't care about the rest of the conference. You only care about Wazoo. Right, but if USC's in it, I'm like, oh, yeah, West Coast, let's go. Okay. All right, Pat, Pat, Patrick. <laughs> is this not everything that I his tweet just said? I don't understand why this is such a hard concept for you guys to understand. It's not a hard concept. You go so hard saying you can't root for the conference. If it's your rival. I mean, you did not say if it's your rival. That's what I'm saying. You, you have been saying 
If you say you root for the conference, you're lying because you only want it to help your school. Because you're willing to root for your rival. I'm down with the conference, but I'm not going to do it at the expense of my rival. Okay. I'd root for Washington State if they were making a deep playoff run. Yeah, because you guys are a bunch of jerks that don't think we're your rival, despite the fact that we've beat you six out of the last ten I years. I care about the conference. I think rooting for the conference Because is the conference the, is good for you, it's not good for me. I think rooting for the conference is the stupidest thing a fan can do. The conference means nothing. It's your team. That's, That's it. what I'm saying. That's not what you're saying. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, if Arizona State, USC, UCLA, yeah, sure. Go for it, guys. What's what is, for life? If you're an Oregon fan, what does that matter? <laughs> What does that matter? I, I just and I have refused to believe that USC fan isn't as worse as an Oregon fan. Like, nah, the Oregon fan's worse. Well, USC fan really hasn't been able to be like. Remember, USC know, has won something, rightfully so. I mean, and then got it taken away. But <laughs> USC fan, you know, if they, they still had, won a lot, not, not rightfully so. By the way, <clears throat> yeah, not rightfully so. True. Uh, if Hashtag you, free Reggie Bush. If you gave USC fan the same success as Oregon fan has had over the last 10 years now. What success? Getting close and losing? It's well, it has success. been better than USC. It's been better sure. than USC. But if you gave them the same run, then USC fan would be just as, if not more, obnoxious than Duck fan. That'd be pretty. And you would not be saying, go USC. I hope they win it. Oakley dokley. <laughs> Are we good? I did not expect to go down this road again. Yes, you did. I'm sorry that I picked my team to blow out your team. <laughs> not you two. Well, kind of Joe, but the collective you. <laughs> Don't worry. My team scored three points against Louisville. I was wrong. You guys play basketball. It's okay. That we do. So do so we. far. So do we. We look really good. We We're can hit a lot of threes. We're undefeated. There's only two undefeated teams in the state of Washington. It's us and the number one team in the nation. No big deal. Like five-star freshmen and first-team All-Americans. Anyway, a lot to get to. We are a baseball show, and I do want to get into baseball. There's the social media stuff. Mike Lynch is on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Joe's on Twitter and Instagram. You know where to follow us, 503-250-1080. Text us throughout the show. That'll let you interact with us throughout the entire thing. Uh, When we come back, I want to start with the biggest travesty in the history of baseball that went down yesterday, and I even looked at a television, and I said, that is bull. Dude, it is the epitome of nobody watches West Coast sports. Exactly, and it pisses me off, and we'll get to that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bitch. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... 
deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 820 here, Portland Sports Leader. We are live from the poop-filled Willamette. This is the Hot Corner after dark. Getting higgy with it. And uh, we'll keep you updated on the Blazer game. It is at halftime. They are down right now, but 15. you never know. It is the NBA, so we'll, we'll keep you updated on that. I'm going to share my stat I just shared with you guys. CJ McCollum, zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, minus 20. It's not great. It's not great, Bob. Uh, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll have fair, or sorry, the 9 o'clock hour, we'll have fair foul at 930, as we always do. And uh, I want to get into a lot of this kind of free agent Shuffling, we've seen some guys sign. We're seeing new rumors uh, expected with the lockout coming up. So I want to give a kind of an early, early dive into that. But before we do any of that, I feel like there's been a massive travesty. And I sat here on this show. Mike, I think you agreed with me. Um, but I was very, very adamant about this. That remember these awards that are coming out. Congratulations to Robbie Ray, Corbin Burns. I think we both expected that, although the National League race was closer than we thought. The National League race was one of the closest sighting races we've seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah. But I think we both were kind of like, yeah, Burns is probably the, the real deal. It was only the second time ever that first and second place both had the same amount of first place votes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw the votes today. That is true. Yeah. Good call on that. Um, but something that we cemented in, we said Gabe Kapler, National League Manager of the Year. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. I think Andy Dirt Johnson won like a grand off that bet. You know what I mean? Like, that's a slam dunk. But we sat here and said, Scott's service for the Mariners, if you're not voting for him, you don't deserve a vote. And you teased this as we were coming into break last segment that – it just goes to show that baseball writers might not be watching West Coast baseball because, to me, it makes zero sense. Not to go that The gap between Kevin Cash and Scott Service in first-place votes for American League, Nash, American League Manager of the Year. Not to go back to college football, but I was having a conversation with some people in my fantasy football league, my Syracuse league, and they, they did this on their own. They, they put into the chat, like, I think Oregon's the softest team in the top ten. And I was like softest team in the their number three are you kidding me oh of college football yeah yeah yeah. and i was like clearly you haven't watched their games if you feel that way and then i was thinking yeah, they're not soft they grind stuff yeah, out i was like it's, the it's opposite. not pretty it's, it's almost, not pretty football it's like almost the exact opposite and so i then was remembering that uh, i didn't hear it but i saw it uh come through our text line because we were on the air on tuesday i guess the the analysts on ESPN and the college football playoff show were just ripping, uh, not ripping, but they were basically like Oregon shouldn't be here. Like they were really saying this over and over and over again. And um, that's what this reminds me of is did people watch the Mariners? 
Right. Did people pay <clears throat> attention to a team that was supposed to be utter garbage this year? Like nowhere near the playoffs this year. And and it's not and Yet it's, within what was it, two games at the end of the one game at the end of yeah. the season with a manager who had hitters who were hitting on average two ten. CJ McCollum bucket. Hey. Hitters on average hitting two ten, right? And a pitching staff, starters wise, that was inconsistent and untrustworthy, and a bullpen of no names that, you know, wound up panning out. Turned out to be the best bullpen in baseball. And your top rookie coming in and just asking the bed and taking them within one game of the play. Like, what were you watching? Tampa Bay was expected to make the playoffs. Many people projected them to beat the Yankees in the division, although a lot of people thought the Yankees would win win the division as well. But even with, they were a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Coming off a World Series appearance. What did the Rays do? Well, they made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the they other lost candidate. lost a weird series against Boston. The other candidate was Dusty Baker. Same thing, it was. I think a lot of people thought Dusty might win, but that was the World Series kind of kind of right, right, right. Bit. You got to remember the votes are before the playoffs. Yes, that was a team that was expected to win the division. The Mariners were expected to finish in second to last. Yeah, like only the Rangers were supposed to be worse than them, and the Rangers were bad. Yes, like we they knew they were bad. Everyone knew they were bad, and I think people might even have even picked the Mariners to finish below Texas in some cases. The fact that that manager doesn't win Manager of the Year is an absolute travesty. The what, fact that only five people voted for him in the first place. Or they're sorry, probably all West Coast. In the first place spot. They're probably all West Coast Probably. Voters. I know. Well, Maury Brown, who's a friend of the station, mm-hmm. he's a local guy. He, I follow him on Twitter. He's a great follow if you love baseball. Uh, he he is a BBWA, however, whatever the anagram is, uh, voter. And um, he voted for service. That's one. He's a West Coast guy. BBWAA. AA. Baseball Writer Association of America. Actually, I can actually check it. Um what what I think what I think a lot of this is <clears throat> Mike and and it's interesting that you bring up the Oregon football team in third place is there's got to be a way to meet in the middle, okay? Because <clears throat> is Oregon the third best team in the nation? I don't know if that's true. I'm not going to say yes, but I'm not going to say no. By the way, what four non-West Coast voters, four of the five. Oh, interesting. They actually watch baseball. Both in Baltimore and both in Cleveland voted for service, and then it's Maury Brown. But I, I, I think it's got to be somewhere in the middle. Is Oregon the third best team in the nation? I don't know. I probably don't think so, but I think they're in the conversation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to where this Scott Service thing, is he the best manager in the American League? Well, I don't know. Probably not. Did he do the best job last year? Maybe more so, but there's got to be some way to kind of come together. Like, I understand that Cash doesn't get to work with a lot. They spend no money. They've got a terrible stadium. Nobody shows up. Nobody watches their games. They're in a hellacious division. So, yeah, there are a lot of things that sir, that Kevin Cash has working against him. But can we, like, the lopsidedness of this is so ignorant, in my opinion. I think I thought it was a slam dunk for service to win the award. Because for all the moments you mentioned, you've got everybody's hurt. Nobody can hit the ball. You've got no names in the bullpen, and your starters are atrocious, yet you're two games away from the playoffs in the American League? 
That's pretty impressive. Yeah. You're there with Toronto, who has two of the top leaders in OPS on the season and the Cy Young winner. And you were neck to neck with them. In fact, I think they finished ahead of Toronto. And that's not good enough for you. I, I, it just seems like lazy voting. And this goes all the way back to like Hall of Fame voting. And I think they got Cy Young right. We'll see what MVP does. I mean, I think we all know where American League is going to go. I've I've said my piece on American League. National League is going to be really interesting, but I yeah. think we know that it's kind of a three-guy race in the National League. Well, there's finalists, yeah. Yeah, and so if anybody wins that you didn't vote for, I don't think anybody's that surprised. This one, to me, it's just... I, I, I hate I hate pounding on this. But guys, if you're not watching baseball... You can't have a vote. You know, it's the three guys that didn't vote Griffey in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you're not watching baseball, you can't have a vote anymore. And I feel the American League Manager of the Year for 2021 is a prime example. I also think I've seen a lot of people, we'll talk about the Cy Youngs, but I've seen a lot of people basically saying that the NL Cy Young vote was wrong. Although it's what I agreed with. Um, people were basically saying that it should have been Zach Wheeler because Zach Wheeler had like 80 more innings pitched than Corbin Burns and only had like a .3 ERA higher. So with that in mind, it should have been... The inflation, basically, you can look at it like inflation. Like if it was even, if he had 80 more innings pitched and was .8 higher, then like, okay, I guess that's fair. It's probably even, but because of the case, it wasn't. I, I... I don't know. It's I don't want to. I don't want to criticize the voters, man. Like they're all writers. They all follow the sport. But Maybe, my question is, do they follow the sport? I would imagine so. I mean, I I would imagine that most of them feel a responsibility to follow the sport because they're voters. Um, but you know, like I just I was just looking at the list. The two guys in New York didn't even vote for service, and like they're you know they're on the East Coast. They're probably not even what they've never watched the Mariners game, right? Unless they're playing on the East Coast. Right. Against so, an AL East team. It's like, I was like, <clears throat> almost everybody had service in their top three. Almost everybody. There were a couple. Well, he's a finalist. Well, right. But that doesn't mean everyone voted for him. Oh, oh, they announced finalists because they already know the votes. Yes. Gotcha, 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 yes. gotcha. Right, 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 right. Um, like, for example, the two Baltimore guys who voted for service voted for Tony LaRusso second. You know, so. Oh, he interesting. Wa- he wasn't a finalist, but he oh, was on there. interesting. Alex Cora was on there a couple of times as well. The Boston guys voted for him. There is just from looking at that, there is a lot of homerism. If Alex Cora won, I'd be way more happier with that. That team was trash last year. The Toronto guy voted for Montoyo in first. You know, it's like it, I so much of how you view baseball is painted by the teams you followed the most. Right. And maybe that's something we should be careful with is we watched the Mariners a lot. Yeah, so maybe we're just as biased. Because we're here. Maybe Are we we're, being that biased? We might be. Maybe. We might be. Uh, Cy Young's were announced. I don't think there's much to discuss, but we'll discuss it because that's what we do. This is baseball. So we'll get to a lot of that next. This is the Hot Corner. But first, there's my man Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 8.36 here, Portland sports leader. 
Uh, I saw the score, but then I already forgot. Mike, Mike, what are we looking at? 71. 71-61, I think now. Yeah. 71-61. Blazers down by 10. We'll keep you updated on that score. And I'm sure you can turn in the boys in the morning, Dirt and Sprague. They'll be on at 6 a.m. They'll have all kinds of reaction for this, as will AJ and Dusty from noon to 3. Um, we're talking baseball as, as awards are getting. It's so funny. Last week we talked about what we think, and now we're reacting to what happened, and we're so mad. <laughs> no, not really. I'm only mad about service. Yeah, we're only mad about service. Uh, Cy Youngs were announced today, and uh, at least for both of us, uh, we accepted that. You know, Corbin Burns won a tight race in the National League. One of the tightest of all time. Yep, I can understand the Zach Wheeler uh, situation. I can understand the Max Scherzer situation. And if you look at ESPN.com and their Cy Young metrics, which are clearly not metrics that everybody else is looking at, should have been Julio Urias. And if not him, it should have been Walker Bueller. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of all over the place. Uh, congratulations to Corbin Burns and the Milwaukee Brewers uh, to have a Cy Young. I, I, I think he deserved it. I have no qualms with that. Quick uh, note about Julio Urias. There was a tweet today from one of the national baseball scribes that said, it shows where we are now as a game and as voters that a person who finished 20 and three this year only had 5% of the votes for the National League Cy Young. And then I looked at it and went, who on earth finished 20 and three? Yeah, you're like, nobody. How do I not know this answer? Yeah, I was like, I don't who finished 20 and three? And I was like, I was looking at the votes, and I was like, oh, was it Wainwright? And then I looked up Wainwright. I was like, no, well, Wayno would Wayno would be a good call. I was like, it wasn't Wayno. And then I looked. I was like, Julio Arias. And I looked, and he finished twenty and three. I was like, what? He finished twenty. Because nobody cares about wins anymore, right? <clears throat> it's. It, I, I read a huge thing from Jason Stark. He had a book out a couple years ago, and I read that, and it was it was the same sort of idea. What What's interesting to me is Robbie Ray wins the Cy Young, and he has the biggest separation of ERA from year to year winning a Cy Young. Yes. I would have thought the answer would be Rick Porcello, mostly because I'm a hater, hardcore hater on Rick Porcello. Uh, but that's Robbie Ray. And and I know come the you know 9 o'clock hour, I really want to get into free agency as that's starting to open up. We're seeing guys signing, uh, the the looming potential lockout, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot to unfold with that. But I find it interesting in the Robbie Ray situation that he won a Cy Young, and boy, he looked good doing it. Is is, is Robbie Ray the real deal? I don't know. I don't know because we loved him on this show a couple years ago when he was in Arizona. He I, had. I don't know if I did. You might have. I'm. I might have. You know me and my obsession with pitchers and willing to just hand out the goat card to anybody. Paging. Who am I paging here? Who's the kid in Arizona that I loved in St. Louis who actually sucks now? Shelby Miller? No. Luke Weaver. from Atlanta. Luke Weaver. So I'm really good at, like, handing out, you're going to be awesome. Jack Flaherty, what up, dude? Uh, I think you're still on Jack I got Flaherty. DeGrom right, though, so what's up? <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm quick to do that. But I liked Robbie Ray a couple years ago. I didn't see Cy Young. I also didn't see Cy Young with Trevor Bauer. I thought, well, pretty good pitcher. Maybe if you get it all together. So I'm curious if tre- if if Robbie Ray becomes that kind of, he's going to make a boatload of money for whoever he signs this year. Is he, did he win a Cy Young or is he one of the top pitchers in baseball? He won a Cy Young. 
I'm not ready to say Robbie Ray is the guy. I'm not ready to say that he has it figured out. Robbie Ray was, before this year, one of the most wild pitchers that existed. I mean, he walked everybody. And everyone kept saying, oh, his stuff, oh, his stuff, oh, his stuff. He couldn't throw strikes. Now, you know, maybe there's a mechanical change and and maybe moving forward, he'll be able to be the guy who who was like this. And I think he'll certainly have some regression next year, but, you know, maybe he'll be an ace or, an, or a good number two on most teams. I just don't know if I buy it. Um, I still saw, even though he pitched well this year, I still saw enough cracks in you know, some starts that I watched from him where he was a little wild and he just wasn't himself. I don't know if I buy it. And I kind of feel like whatever team signs him to a six year deal for, you know, $200 million is going to be taking a very big risk based on one good year. You know, you mentioned Rick Porcello. <clears throat> he won a <clears throat> Cy Young. Mm-hmm. Was he won Rick a Cy Por- Young that he shouldn't have won because people were still valuing wins back to your previous statement. But even that year was very good for him. He did win, what, yeah. like 23 games that year? Yeah, he did, but he had like a three five six ERA. But that's a very good year. Yeah, right? it's a good year. But Rick Porcello is not a Cy Young winner. No. He is, but he's not. Right. I'm leaning more towards Robbie Ray is not a Cy Young winner, but he is. Kind of. Kind of how I'm feeling with it right now. So I'm not. I'm not really sure if he's going to be able to do it. But if he figured it out, his mechanics, and he's not wild anymore, his stuff is filthy. And if that's the case, and they and they figured it out in Toronto, then that's great. You know, an example I have, and this is you know, I always have examples based on my team because I you know I follow the Yankees the most is Andrew Heaney, mm-hmm. right? When the Yankees traded for the Andrew, first scoop up of the free agents year, when the Yankees traded for Andrew Heaney, it was like the Yankees think they can fix him. He has amazing stuff. They couldn't. He was maybe the worst trade acquisition I've ever seen the Yankees mm-hmm. make. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers just signed him to an eight point five million dollar deal, right? And I'm like, did you not just watch him? He was awful. It's it's how, but I f- it's like he has the stuff. <clears throat> he just has to figure it out. It's how I feel about Justice Sheffield. We sent him to the Yankees for Andrew Miller, and then you guys were like, "Ooh, let's get this guy out of here." And you sent him to Seattle, Seattle for, for James, James Paxton because you were like, oh, "I'm getting out of here." So I'm curious. Do you think when? Do you think? And we'll end with this on on the Robbie Ray thing. Do you think people will sign him? Because of that, or because they actually believe it, I think they're going to sign him because they believe it. You have a Cy Young winner are, who's a are, free agent. How are we smarter than them? It's <laughs> a question I ask myself every day, Patrick. <laughs> what are we going to do next, Pinky? Try and take same thing we do every day. Try and take over the world. <laughs> Anyway, Ooh, all right. A good reference. We come back. There's a little bit of more award stuff we got to wrap up. We'll get to that next. Blazers down 75-79. It's a four-point game, and they've got the ball. Two minutes left in the third. We come back. A little more award stuff, and then we'll get to the 9 o'clock hour. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 48 here. Chicago up 85-79 on the Blazers. Just a few seconds left. Blazers will take the last shot. Ant with the ball drives 
and gets fouled, and yeah, well, you know, it's the NBA. So, well, if he hits the foul shots, they'll be down by four going into the fourth quarter, which after halftime seemed impossible. Yeah, really interesting lineup out there right now. Ant, Norm, Dame, Nance, and Little. I think the the lineup that caught up was the starters with Nance because Nurk got four fouls. Right. And um, I still think it's an interesting lineup, though. It is. First of all, Larry Nance is really good. Having a great game. Like, he's not good statistically, but he's really good at what he does. Oh, Rilko's like, on the floor, too. He's, like, all over the place and just, like, you know, making the right play. Yeah, it was uh, starters in Nance, and then at the 330 mark, they put in Little and Simons for CJ and Covington. Gotcha. And then started to close that gap even more so. Well, the Dame with Simons and Little lineup has been very good all year. I know Danny Morang's been tweeting a lot about that, but Dame up, with Danny? some of the bench guys have has been solid. And... um one thing I'm very happy about, there's been a lot of concerns and questions about Chauncey Billups, is we're 15 games in, or 16 games now, and he's already made a major change because it wasn't working. He wasn't trying to fit the pieces together that were the starters necessarily, because in the last game against the Raptors, they went really unique lineup. They took Covington and Nurk out in the fourth, and it was Little and Vance, and they won the game. And he's like, it's not working. Nurk isn't playing well enough. Covington isn't playing well enough, so our closers are not going to be those guys. And it worked. So that gives me some hope that he's willing in a way that Terry Stotts never was. Well, because he's not not loyal to any guy. Right. Well, and also Terry Stotts hated young players. He, like, wanted veterans only. Oh, he's like a Jose Mourinho? He was kind of like that, yeah. Um, So, yeah, that gives me a little bit of hope, you know. So we'll see. They're uh, still losing. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one little last thing I want to I want to touch on as the rookie of the year votes came out: Jonathan India for Cincinnati landslide, Woo! Randy Rosarena for the Tampa Bay Rays, also a landslide. Hated it, but I understood. Uh, that's that's what I want to ask you real quick. You know, we don't have to spend a ton of time on this. We got a lot to get to in the second hour. Everybody watch Jonathan India. I've been throwing praise at him all season. Yep. He's amazing. Kid's good. Watch him. Kid's real good and should be a cornerstone for Cincinnati unless they do something stupid. Well, it feels like they want to blow it up. They're so probably going to do something I stupid. I don't know why. Uh, but my question really is on the Randia Rosarena thing, and and it's it, this isn't a critique on on Rosarena. I mean, I I watched one of the coolest postseasons from someone coming out of nowhere since Carlos Beltran. Like Rosarena in the playoffs is must watch baseball. Uh, but I'm curious. For a guy who was the most exciting player in the World Series last year to win the American League Rookie of the Year this year, (laughs) I wonder, as silly and stupid as it is, because it's all a service time thing, I wonder if this is a trend we'll see more of. Winning Rookie of the Year in your first full season, yeah. Even though we've is it seen a trend last, that we haven't seen. Well, that, that's and that's kind of a, it, it's an open ended question because I haven't really done the research. I just looked at Randy and he was the story of the postseason last year. If you take out, you know, Turner and COVID and Manfred and his, you know, well, I guess that doesn't work. So. Uh, and Manfred That's been giving us a lot of problems. Okay, so then I just won't touch it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like this guy was the story of the World Series last year, and he's the rookie of the year this year. I wonder if that service manipulation 
we'll start to see more of this. Let like, me, I let, don't know. Like, Wander Franco's out because he qualified for this year, obviously. Right. But I wonder if we're going to see more of this rookies, like, like kids in the minors for contending teams getting called up late, being a kind of known commodity, and then the next year winning rookie of the year. Here's a couple of the most recent ones. Tell me if any of them sound like what you're talking about. Okay. Kyle Lewis, Devin Williams. No. Jordan Alvarez, Pete Alonzo. Alvarez, Alvarez a touch. He might have been. Pete Alonzo, a touch. They didn't make the playoffs. Oh, no, but he wasn't the year before. Uh, I'll say Alvarez, a touch. Shohei Otani, Ronald Acuna Jr. No. No. Aaron Judge, Cody Bellinger. No. No. Those guys were like bona fide stars. Michael Fulmer, Corey Seager. No. No. Carlos Correa, Chris Bryant. Nope. Jose Abreu, Jacob deGrom. Nope. Will Myers, Jose Fernandez, Rip. Nope. Mike Trout, Bryce Harper. No. Jeremy Hellickson. What's up, <laughs> 2011. Dude? What's up, dude? Craig Kimbrell. So this has not happened. Right. Um, maybe I'll have to I look up I Alvarez. Didn't, I didn't but. think it happened. It was just something that popped in my brain. Like, could this be something we see? I don't know. I think the Rose or anything was so unique. One, it was with the Rays. You know, the Rays are classically, they, they rebuild on the fly and still compete. Well, I mean, how many of the Rays starters in the playoffs this year were rookies who had barely been in the majors? All of them, right? Yeah. Yarborough got votes. McClan- no, Yar- Yarborough didn't. McClanahan got votes it, for it, American League rookie. Right. But even the other guys, like McClanahan pitched all year, so he would have been eligible for the full season. But the two other guys they started were like only September call-ups. Kids. Um Tampa's a unique situation where they trust those guys. Most teams don't at the end of the year trust that player. And a Rosarena was such a, like a shocking, like, who is this? Right. Just hitting bombs. Just blew up the World Series. I don't think this is going to be a trend. Okay. Most guys who get called up as rookies with service time manipulation are called up in May. Right. The Chris Bryant route. That, yeah. Like, he, will, he will always and forever be the poster boy of service time manipulation. And they will be eligible after being called up then. Wander Franco is eligible and was called up in like July. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we're going to see this maybe like once every 10, 15, 20 years. Because what it's going to be is a guy who just blows up in the postseason and then it's like, oh, this guy's our starting blank. And then you start him and then he's he's good the next year. The thing that bothers me about this is that a Rosarena wasn't better than Franco. I agree. Like, I get it. I look at all this American League Rookie of the Years. I look at all those names. <laughs> it's like, who do you want? It's like not even close. I want Wander Franco. Yeah. That's the guy I want. Yeah. Without a doubt. Like, it's not even close. But let me ask you this. We'll get you out on this, Mike. This is the Hot Corner viewing Mike Lynch, co-host of the Beers on Us podcast and the beer, and the uh, Hot Corner. Uh, is a Rosarina a real deal? Think this hangs on? Because Tampa's going to compete for the next few years. I don't know. It's you think so, this guy's good? It's so similar to Robbie <laughs> Ray, like... Every time I watched him this year, he swings at everything and misses everything. Like he strikes out a ton. But when it's important, he's like hitting triples and stealing yeah. home. So I I don't know if his style of play is is going to give him longevity. Right. It almost just feels like a little flash in the panty, a little lightning in a bottle. I don't think he's Vlad Guerrero senior. I don't. I don't think he's hitting everything that he swings at. But that's the guy you think of. 
Just the style of play. I know, I know, but that's the guy you think of? Yeah. Oh, oh. Ooh. I mean, would Ooh. you would you rather me stay on his team and say Carlos Pena? Well, no, I, I just mean I just mean you said that he is not this player, but the player you referenced was a Hall of Famer and a sexy ass player. Mm-hmm. I do love me some Vlad Senior, as we have to call it now. Yep. Because Mike, you and I, we old. Don't say that. We officially old. You might be old. I'm not old yet. <laughs> one of the one of the cool fun things I'll throw out right before we get here. Although if my stomach is telling me anything these last few days, I'm getting old. Randy Rosarena is the sixth Cuban-born player to win Rookie of the Year. I think that's really rad. I love this game. And the the, the Cubanos that come in and play the game, uh, we like you a lot. 2021 Randy Rosarena. 2019 Jordan Alvarez, 2014 Jose Abreu, 2013 Jose Fernandez, rest in peace, one of my favorite pitchers to ever watch. 1986 Jose Canseco, mm-hmm. did not know he was born in Cuba. Me either. And 1964 Tony Oliva, who I don't know him, but shout out to the Cuban-born players to win Rookie of the Year because I know it takes a mountain to get off that tiny little island. And, and shout, out, uh, shout out to uh, Jeremy Hellickson, a guy I forgot existed. <laughs> well, he's probably still pitching for the Phillies for <laughs> God knows what reason. Well, that's right. I forgot he was on the Phillies. Uh, when we come back, loaded second hour to get to. We got fair foul at the bottom of the hour, but also free agency, it's picked up, and there's a lot of people signing, and I think there's a little bit of reason why. We'll get to all that next. That's Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher behind the glass, Patrick Harris, 10 the fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Doncic. the step back three you bet. music you set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on tune in go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 